Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this and you are tuned into the only sports podcast that was also offered the job at Gramlin State and at Jackson State, but turned it down to try to go to Bethune-Cookman. This is another episode of It's a Black and White Thing with A1 and A Ward. You can check out every episode of the podcast by going to the podcast app of your choice, searching for Brains and Bars. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by going to, as my son goes wild on playing video games, by going to uh, searching at Brains and Bars and following and subscribing there. We're live on YouTube. Once again, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can be in tune with all the content there. Um, so normally I do this show with my homie A-Ward, but he's not with us tonight. But in his absence, I am AwardMerch.com for all things A-Ward for his merch battles. Um, he has a battle coming up February 4th in a couple of weeks against Big K on RBE. Make sure you guys cop the pay-per-view. Go check that out. Um, and so in his stead tonight, I got uh, someone who's going to join us. We have uh, been ta- we've met once, but we've also been talking back and forth on Twitter. Um, good dude. Um, he works for, for my money, the best battle rap media around. Now, you, everybody has their favorites, but they're my favorite. Let's talk battle rap. He is Titus. Um, Titus, I'm going to bring you up. If I can exit this solo layout. Titus, what's going on, my man? What's up, bro? What's up, man? I appreciate the intro, dog. I'm glad we yes, made sir. it. Yes, sir. So Titus, you know, Titus has a new article up on Let's Talk Battle Rap's website um, detailing Murder Mook and the next potential five opponents for him. They're ranked from five to one um, and part, part based on their strength of how tough they would be. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We took in danger. It was really about danger level, mega match, like impact of the matchup, things like that. That's what it was going for. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, a let's talk about a rap shout to the homie France. He just dropped a new article today detailing Mac Myron's new deal with URL and what uh, kind of the uh, the path that he's taken with the brand. And also, Titus um, has a podcast of his own. Part of the reason we linked up for this kind of cross promotion is he has a uh, podcast called Not I'm sorry, Not the Experts. Not the Experts. Yeah, that's it. That's not it. the Experts. That he does. And then he also has his personal blog called the PK Chronicles. He did an excellent piece um, last year about suicide um, and depression. If I got that right, it's depression, not suicide. Forgive me. Um, It was a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he also dropped an article at the end of 2022. He's kind of talking about 2023 and and his hopes and dreams for us collectively um, as we push forward into the new year. So go and check all of those things out, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, we got a dope show for you tonight. Um, I might have to solo you and go tell my son to calm down because I'm pretty sure <laughs> his voice is bleeding all into the recording. Um, yeah, but yeah, but glad to have you, man. So part of the reason we linked up is um, we're going to get into the to, into the conference title games. But I'm a San Francisco 49er fan. He is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, are you from now? Are you from Philly? Nah, nah, I'm from Georgia. I just became an Eagles fan. From jo- yeah. <laughs> so fr- I'm from Louisiana, so I'm not from San Francisco. Even and I live in Kansas City. I spent most of my life living in Kansas City, so everyone kind of yeah. side eyes me when I, you know, say I'm a Niners <laughs> fan. So I can respect being not rooting for teams and not being from that particular area. So let me ask this: How did you become an Eagles fan? So when I was a kid, it was like you know the Eagles had that run early with McNabb and Reed where they would get close and not get there. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was about just to pick a team, Tom. And I was like, I want to see him get there. So I started becoming an Eagles fan. Then the next season, they got T.O. But then, like, the big thing happened in Atlanta right around the same time. Mm, yeah. And I was yeah. like, ah, I already claimed the Eagles. But I'm cool with Vic, too. But I already claimed the Eagles. So I just stayed with the Eagles. <laughs> and that's how I started. And, like, for years, it was like, you know what? Picking the team that almost always gets there is a way to torture yourself. Yeah. But then they managed yeah. to actually win the Super Bowl. And it was like, oh. Oh, you you can do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe it's not all bad. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So I'm a similar, similar trajectory. Um, I picked all my favorite teams when I was seven. Um, so living in Louisiana, um, I always will have an affinity for like the Saints, um, for LSU. Um, but during that time, both of those teams were awful. Right. Um, the Saints, I mean, fans were showing up at the Superdome with paper bags on their head. Um, it was not a good time. And so the Niners is, were on TV almost every week. We're talking, you know, Rice, Montana, Craig, Brent Jones, John Taylor, right? All of those guys. And so, like, yeah, like, I gravitated towards that. And I've been rocking with them ever since. So, I can, like I said, I can, I definitely can uh, empathize with that, with that being your favorite team. So, yeah, um, it, it so needs to be normalized. So, we need to normalize not having to cheer for the team you, you live because you live there. That doesn't have to be a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Let me mute, mute my mic. Parenting. <laughs> man, man. <laughs> like the first, the first, like, listen, we've been on for like six minutes. The first six minutes, I know people going to be listening is going, here, oh my God! All the back, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we got a dope show for you tonight, man. Um, so let's let's jump into these. Um, let's jump into these divisional matchups. So we'll go in order of. I said we'll start. We'll save the best for last, which is going to be the NFC title game. So we'll start AFC. Let's start with the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Um, you know, dope matchup. Um, Obviously, a lot of drama, unexpected drama with Mahomes' ankle. Um, what were your thoughts of, of that game as you as you watched it unfold? Oh, man, that game was fun. Um, I just want to – the first thing I need to say is that every win, every time I see Jacksonville do anything successful, I just feel like it's another year. Urban Meyer shouldn't be allowed to coach football anywhere on America. <laughs> in America, like, I just – I don't know how you broke a team that badly. And then Doug, good old Dougie P came in and just made them love life again. I just I, it's so terrible, but not um Jacksonville's so close to being that team that's going to be up there a lot. You know they get Calvin really bad next year. Um, I mean the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? They them going and beating the Chiefs just wasn't going to happen, barring something insane occurring, like Mahomes losing his leg. <laughs> so they did <laughs> they did what they could, man. Um, Mahomes is just it's it's otherworldly, you know it it really is at this point, and. It's getting to a point where, like, I'm still he's, – he's at that Steph Curry point where, like, when Steph Curry shoots three, I'm like, it's going in. When Mahomes throws a pass, I'm like, mm, it's probably going to be a touchdown. Probably going to be completion. Like, every single time, right? There's, there's nothing – you. it's not much you can do with that. Um, Chad Henney going 98 yards was – I was so confused. That was my favorite part. Because, <clears throat> like, I looked down. That was – no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was looking at my phone because I'm like, damn, I'm trying to see what's happening with Mahomes, trying to see the play again. And I'm like, wait, is he? Are they at the goal line? What just happened? <laughs> Man, shout out to Isaiah Pacheco, who had about a 30 or 40 yard run during that drive. And I, I in the group chat, I hit my friends and I'm like, yo, 
Like my man's got to see a running coach because his form, like he runs literally so hard. And I'm like, it should not look like this. Like it needs to be more graceful or something. And shout out to uh, Colin Saunders, his teammate. He put on Twitter with a, a video of the run. He goes, I know my man was making that sound the whole way down the field while he was running. I'm just like, bro, like, but yeah, but that, I mean, that was the game, right? Like that, that right there is probably the drive of the game because it allowed the Chiefs to extend their lead um, to be, to stay ahead of Jacksonville after Jacksonville had scored a touchdown. Um, and so, I mean, shout out to Chad Henney, man. So I'm, I'm going to introduce you to one thing and I'll let you keep going about with your thoughts on the game. So on the show, I have a lot of theories that have been questioned by a Ward, my friends in general. Right. And so I have this theory about the backup quarterback. So assuming that you have your quarterback, your offensive line and your skill positions intact to me, the most important position on your team is the backup quarterback. Just for situations like Saturday where Mahomes goes down and you have someone who's not going to come in and wet the bed. Right. And like Chad Henney in not last year, but two of the last three playoff runs, the game against Cleveland, he comes in where Mahomes goes out with the concussion. He has shown up and has saved the day and been able to hold their teams afloat, right? So that's my backup QB theory. Assuming everything else is set up, the very next thing you need is a backup quarterback who can for either a game, a couple games, maybe half the season carry. So that's my backup QB theory. But I'm sorry, I just had to throw that out there. But please continue. Chad Henning. I actually agree with that, though. I actually agree with that. Um, I think your backup quarterback, unless they're like an elite level, can give you a game or to give you maybe a game where they're the they're the reason they can they can let you win a game, right? Like Gardner Minshew was incredible in that Cowboys game. They got one incredible game in him as a backup. Gardner was incredible in that game. He was god awful against the Saints. It was it was it was all. I was watching that game. I'm like, yo, this is nah nah. I need Jalen back immediately. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. Man. So yeah, um, they got a game in them, and I think another thing to add to that is. Your backup quarterback to maximize their success, they need to be of the same mold as your starter uh, as much as possible. Because you look at the Ravens, right? Every quarterback they got, blackest quarterback woman in America, by the way, uh, all their backups <laughs> run the same offense as Lamar. All of them. True. You know, True. they're all similar. They can't do it as good as them because they're not Lamar, but they have the same offense. You got to change too much. The Minshew to Hurts change was just like, bro, this ain't this ain't the same team. Like, there's there's nothing similar in their game at all. So as a Philly fan, I want to ask you this question because going into this season, I saw plenty of Twitter buzz about well, Minshew is just as good as Hurts. Yeah. Like Minshew can he can he can carry this team. I mean, even during the season, while Jalen Hurts right. is having the best season of his career, right? You're still hearing, oh well, he can do that. Right. So I mean, a, a, as an Eagle fan, when you are listening to this talk throughout the season. Like what? What are your feelings as you watch as you watch this all unfold? Oh, I, I, it's all so stupid to me. I'm like, bro, uh, we're we're we have we're blowing everyone out. Like we're just good. Like why are you why are you so convinced that Gardner Mitchell Gardner Mitchell's been a backup this long? I didn't like the Gardner Mitchell thing when he was in Jacksonville. Either. I'm like, bro, y'all are doing too much with this. Like it's fun. He has a cool mustache. I understand. His this is a very middling quarterback. And I say he's bad. He's just middle of the road. You're not going to go too far with that. People fall in love with the with the okay quarterback, right? Like people love Taylor Heineke. They love Gardner Mitchell. Like, bro, this is not going to get it done long-term. It's not. No, I didn't like it. But Eagles fans, there's a lot of business history. Like there was a lot of people when they picked up, I forget the kid's name. It's a dude from Nevada. 
that they signed in the offseason, undrafted kid. Carson Strong, I think is his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they signed him. People were like, I don't know, he might end up being the starter. He didn't get past fourth string and got cut before the season started. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Philly fans, we, we are a volatile bunch of people. We really are. I try my best to not be that way, but it happens. It just it gets the best of us. You got to embrace it. But yeah, man. Nah, the backup QBs, man. And Hendy's been so, doing this for so long. That's the other part. He has. He has. And he, uh, for the Chiefs, I wonder, he's in his 15th season. I wonder just how long, like, just for the sake of argument, if they win the Super Bowl, if Hendy goes, you know what? It's been fun. I got two of these. Right. You know, I've had a good career. Or he could continue to be on that. I like to call the Chase uh, Daniel train of just being <laughs> a backup quarterback and collecting checks. And right. maybe once every two or three years, I actually have to do like my job, right? Like other right, than that, right. I just sit on the sidelines <laughs> and just chill and just be a legend at the bank. You know what I'm saying? Really? So that's an interesting discussion. Now, I do want to get your opinion on this because, you know, as as for that game, again, I thought Mahomes, Mahomes to me was the MVP. I thought around the halfway point, I know there was discussion of Jalen versus Pat, who was the MVP. And I know it's even in Vegas at a certain point, Jalen was the betting favorite. Right. Um, until until Patrick overtook him. So living in Kansas City, like it's kind of weird. I'm I'm I root for the Chiefs to do well, except for when they play the Niners, right? That's a nightmare scenario for me, which uh, could happen again. Um, but I feel like when I look nationally, you have people like uh Shannon Sharp, Nick Wright, who are Mahomes cheerleaders, right? They can he can do no wrong, they're always big him up, so on and so forth. But I feel like nationally. To me, he's the best quarterback in the league, but I feel like people almost begrudgingly acknowledge him. So from your perspective, I might be too close to this, right? So from your perspective, on the outside looking in, like how do you think Patrick Mahomes is, is perceived nationally? It's weird because I, I kind of agree. I feel like nationally it's like this thing where people have him as the best, but it's not easy. It's, I feel like people overcomplicate things. They overthink it. Like, this is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen play football. All right? This, it's just what it is. Like, in terms of pure talent, this is the most talented dude we've ever seen play play the position. But because we're in this culture, we have to have debates. Everything got to be a debate, a conversation. It's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe Josh Allen's right there with him. You know, they played a good – they we scored 30 points in two minutes. Maybe he's right there. Maybe Joe Burrow there. And, Burrow, and they're all great. It's like, we can't just allow people to be great. So it's like, instead of just allowing Mahomes to be great, and just I understand, appreciate his greatness the way they do with Brady all the time now. Um, it's like, nah, man, this is just trying to put somebody else up there. You don't have to do that. You really don't. You really don't have to do that, man. <laughs> like, just let it exist what it is. Like, I think it's a it's fatigue because it's like I don't know how we keep explaining how great he is. So we got to pump up somebody else. Like, you don't have to though. Just keep talking about how great he is because he just is. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, like okay, okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't tripping, right? Because I'm I'm te- I'm constantly telling so. My, my Chiefs fan friends, right, like today has been Joe Burrow Appreciation Day. It started Monday. And I honestly thought, like I said, I honestly thought watching that game and watching it perform that come Monday, I don't listen to a ton. Like I don't do a bunch of first take and get up and yeah. I listen to the Dan Patrick show. Um, I listen to Bomani and I listen to PTI. Right. So those are like the three that are constantly in my rotation. Yeah. And I just thought that today, that on come Monday, people are going to go. This is why he's the MVP, because this is the kind of talk that we reserve when you see people put on performances like that. Right. 
that's where you see people just fawn all over them and they go crazy. And it was just kind of like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes on one leg, still good. Okay, so let's talk about it. And I'm just like, wait, 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 no, no. If Tom Brady would have did this, we would have had stopped. We would have declared it Tom Brady Day. Like, I just, I feel like over time, Peyton Manning has always gotten his due in the moment. Tom Brady's gotten his due. Drew Brees, when he's been on top, has gotten his due. Aaron Rodgers, Lord knows, he's gotten his due. And I feel like with Mahomes, it's just like, yeah, okay, you're good. So yeah. what? And I'm just like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's not so what. It's not so what because I'm <laughs> I'm listening to people talk about Joe Burrow. Oh my God, he's like Tom Brady. Oh my God, he's he's the new Joe Cool. Look at him throw the pass during pregame and he does the spin around, which was dope. Let me it let was. me not. That's not that's not. Hey, that was a dope shot. Yeah. But it's just like I'm watching these guys today. Um, I'm watching these guys today talk about is Burrow better than Mahomes. And again, if you want to start your team and you say Joe Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, I'm not going to argue that, right? Like, that's a preference thing. And those are all great picks. But I'm like, guys, we don't. Like you said, we don't have to do this. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback (laughs) maybe we've ever seen. And we're not even in year 10. Like, we're not in year eight. This is year six. Fifth year as a starter. Never played a, a role playoff game. Five straight uh afc conference title games mvp two mvps in five seasons he's going to be the mvp this year led the league in passing led the league in, like guys we don't we can elevate and talk about how great burrow is and listen i gotta take an l matter of fact i'll say that when we get to that game but we can talk about how great this guy is and still be like but there's still the guy at the top right like we can we can do both and i feel like in this world we try to pick we try to Especially in this, you know, first take, get up world, undisputed world, it's there can only be one king. And while there is some truth to that, you can also have people who are challengers to the throne, who are in in that same or or I shouldn't even say challengers to the throne. You can have people in different kingdoms. Joe Burrow has his kingdom, Allen has his kingdom, Mahomes has his kingdom. They're all great. And let's just celebrate that. So I, I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause I, I feel like again, living in a city. And because Chiefs, I mean, any fan, right, they're sensitive about their favorite players. But they can become so, like, in my group chat, like, I'm seeing, I'm getting repost after repost of Burrow content. And they're just going, oh, my God, like, what is happening right now? And I'm like, guys, guys, just ignore it. Just don't pay attention to it. So I'm glad to hear you validate that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people just want to give him the crown. They just don't want to just let him hold the crown. It's like, Jay, he's got it. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's got it. He's He's the yeah, he's the best. Like I, as a Niners fan, I would love to have him on my team. Shout out to Marcus Spears. He talked about today. He goes, "Listen, man, if if Patrick Mahomes had uh, Jamar Chase and and Higgins and Boy as his wide receivers, he would throw for seven thousand yards." And I'm like, I get the point you're making, but I actually wouldn't doubt that he could. Like, no, why would you ever run the ball? Like, why would you <laughs> run the ball? Like, like you have no reason to run. You can just throw it. Every no, every yeah. down, you you can basically treat it like Madden. We going for it every fourth down because right. who's going to stop us? Right, you know what I'm saying. Right. So okay, okay. So I'm not. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad to hear that you validate my 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 feelings on that one. All right. So let's. Anything else you want to say about the Jacksonville and Casey game before we jump to uh Bills Bengals? Uh, no. I just want to say let's make sure we keep to continue to put respect on the Andy Reid coaching tree because that was that was the Andy Reid coaching tree game. Just make sure we respect that. I mean, as much love as Bill Belichick gets, 
for being a, a genius. Um, his coaching tree is trash. Hold while up. Andy Reid has a really, really dope coaching tree. I mean, Harbaugh, um, just off the top of my head, Dougie P, um, not McVay. Oh, gosh. Buffalo, Buffalo's head coach. McDermott. McDermott, McDermott Sean McDermott. Um, I'm pretty sure there's probably about another five to six more that I'm missing that have been all really good at their jobs. Yeah. And Sirianni's, Sirianni's from Frank Reich, and Frank Reich was under Doug, who was under Andy. So <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just saying, like, like that tree has borne a lot more fruit than Bill Belichick, where it's just like that that tree does nothing. I mean, I'm not gonna say it does nothing but produce rotten fruit, but it has produced a lot of stanking, stanking fruit. Yeah. It ain't just no good. Spots yeah, all on. Right, right. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. So let's um let's jump into the Bengals and the Bills. So I want to start by asking you this. Going into that game, what were your expectations of what you thought the outcome would be? So I was kind of torn on that because their first matchup, you know, obviously didn't tell us much anything. Because like, yeah, it was 7-3, but and the Bengals had the ball his first quarter, though. I don't know anything. It's anything happened in four quarters, right? So it's like, I don't know too much. I thought it was going to be a little more even than that. I was really surprised that they got handled like that. Cause I didn't get to watch it live because I worked the night before, so I had to. I had the Eagles, so I had to make a choice. A decision had to be made. Somebody had to. <laughs> something had to get made. I can respect. I can respect yeah. that. Yeah, so I didn't catch it live, and I was like, "Wait, they, they got him like that? Oh, all right then." So I started, you know, listening to all the podcasts, going back, uh, watching highlights on Twitter, seeing what was going on. I said, "Oh, okay, got it, understood." But no, nah, I didn't expect it to be like that. That kind of stuff. I was like, "Damn, the Bengals!" But on oh, not the experts, y'all, me and Levi, we came with a system called the part system. And we said it's about the okay. Bengals four weeks ago. Part means peaking at the right time. Like I like that. Five weeks like ago, that. we were like, the Bengals are the Bengals are they getting it together at the proper moment. And they're still rolling. Like, there it is. The part system is one is one is one and oh right now. The part okay, I like that. I <laughs> well, like it's two and oh because the 49ers were a part system team too. So yeah. Yeah. I might have to actually, you know, borrow that from you guys the next free. time, uh <laughs> next football season. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, man, so watching that game, so I did, based on what happened in, in the wild card round, both of them honestly probably should have lost. Um, I was, I had no expectations. I think I predicted, I know I put on, on the at Brains and Bars Twitter page, I put that the, I had the Bengals winning the game. Um, I just thought that Josh Allen, he has revert, he's reverted back a little bit to the guy that will, give you opportunities to get a fumble recovery or turn the ball over. And I thought that would be the difference between winning and losing. Because the one thing I say about the Bengals, right, they have they have the names on offense, but they don't necessarily have household defensive names. But they remind me kind of of the Tennessee Titans in that I feel like the Tennessee Titans with Mike Vrabel are a really well-coached team that executes very well. And if you make a mistake, they make you pay for it. And I feel like the Bengals are in that same vein, except they have superstars all over the offense. And so I thought that would that was kind of like my prediction going into the game. And man, them first two drives, ru- cold, ruthless execution. Mm-hmm. It, it was surgical what they did to them those first two drives. It looked like seven on seven, six plays, seven plays, touchdown, touchdown, and it's fourteen zip. Off rip, and I'm just like, yikes, guys, 
this <laughs> might be a long day. Um, and I mean, shout out to the to Buffalo for fighting back and getting back in the game for a, at least a half because it was 17-7 at half, and then it really wasn't a game after that. Um, and I got to shout out Lou Anarumo, um, who my homie Marcus was like, well, do you think that their defense is overhyped? And I had to think about it, and I said, well, I don't think their defense is overhyped. I think their defense, it might be getting overpraised. I think it's an overreaction, in part because you shut down Josh Allen and that and the vaunted offense on that end. However, when you have a team that doesn't run the ball and when you know they're going to pass, it allows you – you can just pin your ears back. And where I salute him is how clever he was with disguising his blitzes. He was sending Dax Hill and Mike Hilton – on corner blitzes where they it didn't look like it they were and because there the route concepts for the bills were were deep they weren't taking short passes they weren't taking check downs they were just teeing off on on uh on josh allen and just if they weren't getting the sack they were just battering him and speeding up his process once he finally realized if he realized that they were you know he had a free guy coming his way so i do have to give them credit there um, and their team with a lot of confidence, man, a lot of swagger. Um, and it, to be fair, it's earned, right? Like, yeah, you're the yeah. reigning AFC type t- champion. Um, you've beaten the Bills, you beat the Chiefs this year, who are the other two teams that everyone thought were going to be there at the end. And I gotta, I can't be mad at them talking their talk. Um, no. although I will say, I don't know if you saw this tweet. Apparently, Eli Apple posted a tweet of like the Demar Hamlin kind of like heart emoji. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. he had, he had, yeah. with the, he had like Cancun on three and then did the heart the Eli the Demar Hamlin. And I was like, ooh, that's that's ugly. yeah, that's ugly. Like, like Eli is the a verb of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's perfect. That's really perfect. He, like he is the ultimate troll. He is always trying to get under your skin, and it does not matter what happens. He's not going to stop talking. That's a fact. He's going to keep talking trash, and you just got to live with him. The city homies, I'm gonna put this out here for y'all. Eli Apple is the Trey P of of our friend group. So, so to explain what I mean by that, if you do, you have a homie who has a favorite team. Who it don't matter if they're good, if they're bad, he always talking. Oh, he's not. And it's like, bro, like your team just lost. Why are you still talking? <laughs> but then don't let them don't let them get good for a second. Because if they get good for a second, oh, he in your mentions. It's over. It's over. He's a Chargers fan, by the way. He's a Chargers fan. And so <laughs> listen, at halftime of that game, I, I made a meme and I said, hey, Chiefs fans. Something scary is coming to Arrowhead this Sunday. No, not Justin Herbert. It's Trey P. He's coming because he was <laughs> going to be in y'all mentions all week long. And then, of course, they the Chargers do what the Chargers do and they collapse. But, but yeah, yeah. So to to so for those who may not for the who may not know who Averb is or who Trey P is, just think about that one that one friend you got that always talk trash no matter what and never shuts up and is super annoying and is always getting under your skin. That's that's your guy. That's your that's the guy who's Eli Apple in your life, man. Where, yeah, but yeah. Um, so, <laughs> well, I want to know. Um, so with the Bengals, right? Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I think that swag that you talk about. I feel like when Joe Burrow's your quarterback, you don't have a choice. That dude, that that dude, 
I like that. I didn't think I'd I see. So I got to I got to give a confession while I'm here. I'm in a safe space. Man, I'm going to give a confession. When Joe Burrow came absolutely. out. No judgment zone. I wasn't I wasn't I didn't believe. I wasn't a believer. I wasn't a believer because one, the LSU team was the most loaded roster I've ever seen in college football offensively. Two, I'm like, he's like 24 years old, bro. How he just get good? He just got good at 24. What are we doing? Like, we're gonna act like he's he was the same age as Lamar in college. I'm like, bro, what are we doing with this? I don't I don't trust this. And then he came to the league, like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. You know what? You know what? Why? While we while we confessing, while these are our confessions, let me go ahead and take my L as well, because I, too, was not a Joe Burrow believer. Like you said, it's one of the most stacked teams of all time. It is the greatest individual season from a quarterback of all time. It is, however, not the greatest quarterback play of all time. For me, that's Cam Newton. That's that that's Auburn team, different. I think, had, yeah. one, had one person make the draft. Cam Newton taking, taking that team. To a title, the greatest quarterback play of all time. Anyway, it's not here nor there. I'm getting, I'm getting off, yeah. getting off skirt. But after their run last year, I, I was in group chat saying, "Hey, he's not top five QB for me right now. Hey, this team is going to finish third in their division. I had them finishing behind the Ravens and the the Steelers because I thought, no way, Mitch Trubisky can be worse than Ben Roethlisberger was last year. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Um, and listen, hey, I had a reason. I think did they start out zero and two? I think they started out zero and two, or at least or one and one and two. Yeah, they started out slow, and I was like, ah, "What did I tell y'all? I told, listen to me now. I'm gonna leave me later on." And then they turned it around. Um, and so I have to, I have to eat some humble pie here too. I was wrong about Joe Burrow being. I knew he was going to be good. I did not see him being this good. Um, right. and so I do have to salute them in in that fashion, in that manner. So yeah, we we both on the same boat on that one. There we go. Yeah. Absolutely. Do, do you watch the um? Do you ever watch the Office? Did you watch the Office? Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you what you think about this. So I refer to Zach Taylor as Michael Scott because, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't know how this works, but somehow your branch is always top in sales, and I don't know what Zach Taylor does. <laughs> But somehow the Bengals are back in the AFC Championship game. Like, what is he doing? What does he do? I don't know. <laughs> because I, I don't so, see a confidence when I see that man coaching. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see a good coach. I'll say this. I do. I think he he's learning on the fly, and I think he is getting better. I think he is getting better because I think early on the season, their, their offensive line was getting killed. Yeah. And it was in part because they were – the route concepts were too – they were taking too long to develop, and they, that's why he was getting – you know, Burrow was getting knocked around. He has since – has become more of a quick passing game. So I have to give him credit for that. And he's also stopped doing that thing. So in the, last year's AFC title game, every first down there was a running play, just about. Yeah. Like you can they get, they get a new set of downs, Joe Mixon right up the middle, one or two yards. And it's just like, bro, like – like you plan, you literally plan that dive like on Madden. You just pressing this this same play, and and the defense knows it's coming. You know what I'm saying? And so I do think he has shown some growth as as a court, as a head coach. The it's not fair to judge people by off how they look while they're coaching. He does kind of have this look like what is happening right now. Like yeah, it's he almost does, like right? he he woke. It's like it's like he woke up from a dream and he's like. Why am I in this stadium with 70,000 people? Yes. I'm like, what is, how am I the coach of this team? So I get it from that perspective. 
But I, if I say this, if they win this game and they make it to another Super Bowl, we're gonna have to come up. We're gonna have to stop calling him Michael we're Scott. To, yeah, we're, yeah. We're gonna have to find to find another name. I don't know if we're gonna have to go with a Cheers analogy um, <laughs> and, and start calling him. T- I can't remember Ted Dance's name off of Cheers. I'm probably aging myself with that because I think you're considerably younger than me and probably never watched an episode of Cheers. I didn't watch Cheers, but I, I respect the reference. I respect Dang, the okay, so you know what I'm saying? We're going to have to find another another name to call him from TV. But, yeah, man, like, I, I got to give him his credit. Um, For sure. And so with that, let's jump to this weekend, right? Let's talk about this weekend's Ooh. games. Bengals versus Chiefs um, back in Arrowhead again, um, or as the Bengals have referred to it as Burrowhead. Um, oh, that's which, cold. Okay. That's cold. Hey, I guess when you three and zero, you get to talk your talk, right? Right, right, right. Uh, I love when oh. robberies form naturally like this, right? Like this isn't this isn't the division thing. This is just like a robbery come off of just being good, and the fact that uh, the best we beat the best quarterback in the league three times in a row while having a lose record to the Browns somehow with Joe Burrow, which was the that stat was the wildest. I had two stats this year that I blew my friend's mind with. One was telling them that Joe Burrow. Was three and zero versus Mahomes and like zero and three versus the Browns, and two was when I realized Pittsburgh had seven wins. And I was calling my friends like, "Hey, you know Steelers got seven wins this year? Like, what when they do that? So I don't know, bro. But they here, they're they here." <laughs> Man, so not to get too far off topic, but I feel like to me, I I put it like I put it to you like this from the black delegation, Mike Tomlin has to be the coach of the year. You know what I'm saying? From <laughs> he's not going to win it, but the fact that you took a team that started a rookie quarterback who was abjectly horrible to start, and Mitch Trubisky, and the fact that you got once again to a a, a record that is above 500, never finishing below 500 ever in your career, almost making the playoffs with that team and that offense. Hey, bro, like, like I said, from the, from the brothers, you are our coach of the year because we don't, we don't know how you – matter of fact, I start calling him Pastor Mike Tomlin because he got to have a line. He got to have, gotta have <laughs> Jesus on the main line. Like, listen, if you, if you believe in the, in the power of, of intercessory prayer, y'all need to call Mike Tomlin because he knows somebody promise you. to get that team where he got him. They were two and six. Two, bro. Bro, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they. I mean, and and granted, they beat a bunch of bums to beat to get there. I, I'm not going to act like they. Yeah. But I mean, they beat the Dolphins, right? To get there, um, I had to go back and pull up the schedule real quick to see everyone they beat after they were two and six. I, no, they didn't play the Lions, but I mean, it's just it's like you said, man. It's unbelievable that he got to not it's nine wins, let alone seven. Right, right. But so let me see. So they. They beat the Bengals to start the season, which man was I? I was like, see, I told y'all about it. I told you he wasn't. <laughs> that was by the me. moment. That was the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my moment. That's as good as it got for me. But they beat the Saints, okay, and they almost beat the Bengals. They lost that game, okay. They beat the Colts, the Falcons. They beat the Ravens minus Lamar. Yeah. Beat the Panthers. Beat the Raiders in a game the Raiders should have won. Right. And they beat the Ravens again. Oh wow, they swept the Ravens. And then they beat the Browns. So I mean, again, it wasn't like it was a crazy run, but yeah. but still, man, they were amongst yeah. the like they beat bum team, but they were a bum team for half the season. You know, <laughs> like hey, 
But yeah, man. But yeah. But yeah, but back back to Sunday's yeah. game, man. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Um so I, let me what 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 is your key to the game? If you had to say like this is the thing that I'm looking for in terms of like this could be the thing that deter one of the key things, because it's not it's not just one thing, but one of the key things you think that might determine who wins this game. Um, outside of Mahomes' mobility, which I think is gonna be important. Um, I believe I my thing with the Chiefs this year has been I don't know how long you can go without having an elite wide out, right? Like Travis Kelsey's great, mm. but it's like at some point, it's like you gotta have I feel like you need a receiver to take the top off at some point, right? Because somebody might just keen on Travis Kelsey, like this is gonna be this you're not having Travis Kelsey day to day, right? And the Bengals could do that. So if they're able to limit Travis Kelsey, I don't know if those guys are gonna be able to step up in the receiving court. If Juju, if um Hardman and uh who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Tony, uh, MVS. Yeah, yeah, M- yeah. Scanling. I, I don't know if those guys are gonna be able to step up, and that's. I think it's gonna matter at some point. That's the key for the for the Chiefs for me. Um, is okay. how well you can just, just keep Travis involved in the game, because I know Pacheco's gonna break one. Pacheco's gonna be fine, because that dude. I said, yeah, I said, so my phone that said Pacheco runs like wherever he came from, he can't go back ever. Like, <laughs> wherever that dude came from, he can't go back. Nah, he's and he's not going to go back. That's how Pacheco acts. So his energy is going to be there. Um, that's what that's the key for me though is how they can keep Kelsey involved. And Kelsey can't be limited because as good as he is, he's still the only weapon. And sometimes when you're the only weapon, it can get shut. It can get stopped, especially if Mahomes isn't mobile. That's the key to it. Um, I know they want that game badly. They really want this win because <laughs> the idea of them going 0 and 4 to somebody doesn't seem like a thing that's going to happen. It doesn't seem like a thing that's going to happen, but it's also like if Mahomes isn't there, bro, maybe they just got your number again. You have to delay this another year, you know, and God bless. I don't want the media run that's going to come from that if they lose this game. I really don't. because I, <laughs> I don't want those conversations. You remember when um the Warriors lost to the Cavs, the 3-1 lead, and then it was Kyrie better than Steph Curry. You remember that time? I don't want that in my football life. I really don't. And not even, not even like putting Joe Burrow and Kyrie in the same category, but like I'm just you know it's just the conversation that need to have that need to happen based off a single game result. It doesn't need to happen. So not to get too derailed, but let me just say this yeah. about Kyrie: no player has benefited more, at least in the NBA. <laughs> I want to go across all sports. No player has benefited more from one championship than yeah. Kyrie Irving, Duh. because when it was three one. All you heard was he dribbles too much. He doesn't make anyone better. He takes the toughest shots. And what did Kyrie change in games five through seven? Nothing. He still (laughs) dribbled too much. He didn't get others involved. And he still took the toughest shots. It just everything came together in a perfect storm. And if if not for that championship, everything that happened after that is just made a little bit worse. If he doesn't have that one ring, the failed leadership attempts, what hap- what's happened in New York, him showing up, you know, on Zoom meetings while teams, his team is playing, going to birthday parties when he needed personal day. Like all of that stuff is made just that much more worse if he doesn't have a championship. That's okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I hear you. That's bad. But yeah, um, the Bengals, they, they just got to go be the Bengals, I guess. Like, I just think. I think they're fully offensively, they're fully capable of making plays because they're just like you said, they're loaded everywhere. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. Like, 
And, and you know the thing, I was just realizing the other day, it's like, yeah, the Bengals have a great offensive line. Like, you know what? You can't have everything. I <laughs> you can't. You gotta you gotta give up at some point. There's something you can't have. You gotta receive him core, you gotta run it back. Okay, you don't have the greatest offensive line. You can't get it all, bro. You can't. I'm sorry. It's something's gotta give. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. Um so for me, the thing that I want to watch for, and I'm I'm trying to see if I can pull this up on the fly while I talk. It's going to be, speaking of the offensive line, can the Chiefs get to Joe Burrow, right? They have struggled at doing that. The first time they met, they sacked him, I believe, like four or five times. So I'm looking this up right now. Um, Let's see if I can see it. I don't see it on this one. So they sacked Joe Burrow four times in that first matchup where the Chiefs were up, I think, either 14 or 18 they they end up coming back in that regular season matchup. Yeah. In the playoffs in last year's title game, they did not sack him once. I don't think they sacked him in this matchup in the regular season. So after getting to him four times the first time they saw him, I think they have one sack since that point. Two. So in two games since that first matchup, they've only sacked him twice. And Chris Jones, you want to talk about stats that blow your mind? As great as he's been throughout his career, no sacks in the playoffs. Not a single one. Zero. Wow. Not a single sack in the playoffs. And one of the things, one of the things that, uh, that haunts Chiefs fans from last year's match it was a third down, and Chris Jones has him dead to right. He grabs him up top. He can't get him down. He tries to take a swipe at his legs as, as Burrow escapes. Burrow skips out of that, and he get, he runs for the first down. And I think that might have been the drive that ended up tying the game, ended up sending it to overtime. Like, they have not been able to get – they've been able to pressure him some. They've not been able to to, to sack him. Um, and so can they get pressure? The matchup that I'm – that I'm super excited to see. And I didn't ask this question. I'm just throwing. So if you have a matchup, you can, you can jump in, but I want to see one of the things I'm curious about. I'll say this. Will Spags match up? So will he take Snead, put him on uh, Higgins for a size? And will he put McDuffie on chase, no matter where they go? If I'm Spagnolo, I'm not saying that they, that he should do that for the entire game. I think to set his tone, I think he should start it. I think at the end of – if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, if it's a critical third down, match up. You find Higgins, you find – because quietly, right, he doesn't get the fanfare of a, a Sauce Gardner in New York, who should be the defensive rookie of the year. But McDuffie is nice. Like, yeah. he is yeah. nice, nice, and it doesn't get talked about enough. And I went back this week and watched every rep he had against Jamar Chase – he locked him up. He locked him up. Um, I think he might have had one catch on him and all of his targets. He had the one play. He got like a little bit of a ticky-tack uh, pass interference call um, on a play where if the pass got intercepted. But that's the matchup. I, if I'm Spags, I'm saying we gonna. This is your guy. Yeah. We're we're yeah. about to we're about to assign you the best player in the game, and your job is to shut him down. Yeah. So we'll see I mean, what happens on on that end. Yeah, I think that's key too. Like, because you can't show Burrow the same look all game because he's going to be like, 
hey, I know what you're doing. I'm just going to, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Give me a couple plays, right? Like you get, you're going to have to mix it up. So I think, like you said, matching up sometimes, critical third downs, just doing some different, just throwing some different looks at him because he's too good to just be stagnant and just keep bringing your same defense out there. He's going to be like, oh, oh you want to keep doing? Cool. Got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood, right? You got to play those games. I think Spags is, Spags as the coordinator, I feel like, some days I'm like, you know, he's good. And then some weeks I'm like, yo, what's up with you, bro? You know, like Spaz confuses me, right? And I'm like, <laughs> like it's a love hate relationship. It's yeah. a love, it is yeah. a love hate relationship in the city with Spags, um, especially with this particular team. Uh, the third and 27, I think, comes to mind where he has this, basically tells Ward one on one with, with uh, Chase and sends a blitz. It's like, bro, it's third and 27. Like, just, just run, run a zone. Right, like you don't need you don't you, you don't you didn't need to do that there. Like no, yeah. no, we're good, bro. We don't need the blitz at all. Uh, so Sauce did win Defense Rookie of the Year, by the way. Okay, okay, Defense Rookie of the Year. I, yeah. I, I mean, and, and look, rightfully so. I mean, today. yeah. As you can see, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Like I said, I picked all my favorite teams when I was seven, and <laughs> I watched Cincinnati play against the, the Irish last year. And I had heard about Sauce and not seen him and not watched him. I watched him play and I said, hey, guys, that's a first round pick. Like <laughs> a beast, a beast. So that is that is deserved. That was a deserving uh, win for him. So shout out to Sauce Garden getting rookie of the year. So let's let's I don't want to keep you too long. because I know you have you have your time is of the essence. So let's let's go. jump into um, who you got winning this game. <laughs> I feel like. Just based on the fact that I don't know how Mahomes' mobility is going to be, I'm going to edge the Bengals. I'm edging the Bengals. But I think it's going to be a tough game. But it's really just – I know how bad the Chiefs want this game. I know they want this game. But I just don't know. I think at some point the that ankle is going to matter. And I think this my concern with the receiving core is going to matter. All of, you know, mm, I think that's those are my biggest concerns. So I think I'm gonna lean Bengals just based off those factors, which is crazy to say, but I, I I'm leaning Bengals right now. So and I might end up regretting it by like six thirty, like oh, because Chiefs might come out here and be like, we're gonna bro race you now, and I'm be like, oh, well, you know what? My bad. <laughs> so I woke up on Monday. I knew we were doing the show. I woke up yeah. on Monday, and from Monday until about an hour ago. I said the Bengals are winning this game. Yeah. In part because I, I am concerned about uh, Mahomes' mobility. Um, I am concerned about the fact that I wonder, is it in the Chiefs' head that they've lost three games by three points each and that um, it has been self-inflicted mistakes that have cost them each of those games. I wonder how much mm -hmm. mentally that messes with you. That's a good point. And then I saw the video of, I think it was Eli. It was either Eli, Hap, it, was, it was Mike Hilton who said, we come in a Burrowhead on Sunday. Mm. I, I know Mahomes has rabbit ears. He's got his ears to the streets for what people are saying. You got people questioning his ability to play from the pocket. You basically got people calling him, um, shout out to Coach uh, 30, just an athlete <laughs> playing quarterback. Right? You have all these people who are, you know, saying, well, he's not going to be good enough. He doesn't have the core to handle it. The, Bur you know, Burroughs beating him three times. This is a legacy game. Like, I, I, I forget, I think that was first take that 
you know, what does this say for, do for Patrick Mahomes' legacy if he loses again? Lord have mercy. Unless he's going to retire after the game, it does absolutely nothing for his legacy. It's just another chapter. It's another page in the chapter of his career. Right. Um, but I am taking the Chiefs because I think you can only these people have pride and ego. And talking about Burrowhead and talking about legacy and them being three and zero, and they're the big dogs and the Chiefs, you know, derisively get called the dynasty of one. Um, even though the Bengals have, don't have, or the dynasty of zero, they don't even have a championship to be called the dynasty of one. <laughs> I think people are going to pick the Bengals to win. I think people are going to heavily favor them to win. And I think they won't be able to quite go, you don't believe in us. But I think that this is going to be the year where they finally get it done. Yeah. I think the pride of, of this team is going to come through and it's going to show and they're going to win the game. I think it's going to be close because these games, they're always close, right? right. I mean, this the first the matchup this year, the Bengals jumped out to a 14 to 3 lead. The Chiefs outscored them 21 to 6. They were up 24-20 driving when Travis Kelsey has that ball ripped from him. That's right. And then the yeah. game kind of turned on it turned on that point. So um I think the Chiefs get it done. I'm going to say by a field goal, and they will go to the Super Bowl. I'm with that. I'm with that. Also, on your Mahomes legacy thing, if he retires right now, he's Hall of Famer. Like, the, his, he's good. He's oh, listen, <laughs> like, we listen, can't do the legacy listen. talk. He's, he's good. He's done everything already. So, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, um, if he were to win, the, I told my homies, I said, if he wins another Super Bowl this year, he's got to be, like, top 10 all time. Yes. Like, just because of resume. Again, he's going to be the MVP again. 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Super Bowl would be probably two-time Super Bowl MVP, two championships. In, like, that's Giannis type stuff, right? Like, right. we celebrate right. Giannis in part because of everything that he's done at such an early age. Like, that is – it's the greatest start to a career in NFL history, unless you want to talk about Bart Starr or something. It's You know, but – It's Dan Marino with rings. All right? That's, that's what it is. Ma- <laughs> it's Dan Marino with rings. Dan Marino threw like five thousand yards in the eighties, which I still look at that and I'm like, bro, how'd you do that? Like, you know, it's it's Marino with rings, and it's it's nothing to like nothing to discuss. I hope that at some point we look at like you mentioned Dan Marino. For my money, Jerry Rice is the greatest football player ever, um, because Jerry Rice was doing was putting up numbers in a non-passing league. That in a league where the ball is passed two to three times more, players still can't touch him. Like players literally have to play for 25 years to match Jerry Rice's numbers in a league where the ball is thrown more than ever. And so, like his um the 86 season, the strike short season, 22 touchdowns and like 60 something catches. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that season. <laughs> 22 touchdowns on like six. So basically every third time he touched the ball, it was a house call. What are we talking? Randy Moss is, no, Randy Moss is not the greatest wide receiver ever. All due respect to Randy Moss. It's Jerry Rice. But anyway, uh, so, but I'm what my point that I'm getting at is I hope that in 20 or so years that we look at what Mahomes has done, at least to this point, the same way we look at Jerry Rice, the same way we look at what you talked about, Dan Marino, 5,000 yards in 19 freaking 84. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. And I think the, the one Anything thing else? I tried, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think the one thing I try to remember is that like the conversations in the moment aren't gonna be remembered in like 20 years, right? Like we don't talk about the fact that Peyton Manning 
got benched for Brock Osweiler to protect what was left of his neck that last Super Bowl run, right? Like, we, we don't talk about that. We talk Peyton Manning has two rings. All that's going to be remembered is the numbers. Like, the content is going to get lost. The numbers are going to get remembered. So Mahomes, like, when we get out of when he sits down, we got to just look at raw numbers and, like, awards and everything. It's like, look and pull up his football reference page, like a basketball reference page. Like, yo, what? You did what? <laughs> you know? It's going to hold up. That's all that's going to be remembered. It's not going to be these stupid conversations we engage for no reason. So I want to make sure I got this right. I know Peyton Manning threw, through, I thought it was nine. Oh, it was nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions his final season. <laughs> like, that was Jordan. I don't, I don't know. That was Elijah Wan in a Raptors oh jersey. <laughs> right? I can't even, because Jordan yeah. was actually good with the Wizards, right. right? Like, I can't even call it Jordan with the Wizards. This is. Hakeem Elijah, I'm, I'm sorry, this is Elijah, not Elijah one, Patrick Ewing in a Seattle Sonics jersey. Like, that is what that final season was. And he walked off with a, with a chip. Right. Like, one more, this is this is Big T versus Easy. <laughs> like, to give it another battle rap reference, that is what Peyton Manning's final season stats <laughs> of nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That is Big T versus Easy. That's a good one. You know, so, That's a good one. anyway, yeah. but... Y'all let us know what y'all think about this AFC matchup. Who y'all got? Y'all got Bengals, Bills. Let's jump into this NFC matchup. How much time you got left? So I want to make sure I honor. I'm good. Honor, honor, I'm, good. Honor I'm good. I'm good to like nine. Yeah, we good. All right. Yeah, all right. Good. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So let's jump into this NFC. I feel like there's not a whole lot to really talk about with this first game of, yeah. of uh, Giants versus uh, Eagles. Man, let me tell y'all something. Let me, we, let, let, let me just get this ran off real quick. Y'all got to stop this. I get it. It's the NFL. It's one game a week. It's not, it's not like the NBA where you get three and four opportunities to, to play. And so, you know, it's not as consequential. But y'all really got on, on national TV and on Al Gore's internet in the year of our Lord, 2023, and had the nerve to get up here and talk about, man, the Giants got a chance. Did you see Daniel Jones? It was the best game of his career. He's looking like a franchise quarterback. The boy is tra- – no, 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 let me, let me slow down. Let me slow down. I'm not going to call him trash. He's mediocre. He's not He's not a franchise quarterback. And y'all got up here and got them Giants fans' hopes up, thinking they was going to walk in the – at least make it competitive. Do y'all know what happened the first time they met up? Met up? 26-point beatdown. What did you think – Y'all play with them people's emotions. And that and that should keep y'all up at night that y'all did that to them Giants fans. Got them out here believing that they even had an opportunity, a scintilla of an opportunity to win that game. I was watching the game with my with my with my, my uncles and my dad were in a group chat together. And they're hoping to God that the Giants win so that the if the Cowboys won, they get the home game. They go for it on fourth down. And he goes, Why would you do that there? When they, that first fourth down, when they were yeah, doing seven. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I said, because they can't stop them. And they know it. <laughs> they know what's about to happen. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> they know what time it is. And they know they got to get a touchdown because they know they about to go right back the other way with it. And it, I, as an Eagles fan, I'll let you have the floor. I got I got my 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 little yeah. rant out the way. The floor is, what did you think about that game? Uh, business was handled the way it needed to be handled. Yeah, the Giants, I... I don't fear the. I just don't didn't fear the Giants. Cause I'm like when we, when we played in that first time, I said, okay, cool, we're good, we're good with that. Um, that second game obviously didn't mean anything. It was just Philly trying to Philly was locked up. Just all right, let's get Jalen Hurts some reps and see what we can just get out of here. Did that handle business? This game, I was I was like I'm not too worried about. I'm only worried because it's a divisional game. That was my only issue. Divisional games get weird sometimes. Like that's my only issue. But middle of the second quarter, I'm like okay, cool, we're good. 
cool. I'm just gonna enjoy this night. I'm gonna enjoy this easy playoff game just because of the fact that you're not you don't get easy playoff games all the time. So you really gotta embrace that. You know, you gotta embrace the playoff beatdown. Like, you know what? This is awesome. Let's just let's get in here and get out. I'm more I'm more I think the Giants conversation is more interesting when you ask like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are both up. What you gonna do? So I put that question out on the Brains and Bars Twitter page. Um and 85%. It was like a little bit over 100, 130 something votes, I think. 85% said Saquon Barkley is who you sign. If you can only sign one, mm. it's Saquon. And I so I'll say this, right? Another coach who should be up top three potentially for coach of the year. Um, what he did with uh with Daniel was commendable. Right. Daniel was a turnover machine. He's been that his entire career. He was not that this year. Mm-hmm. He was um, at times Tebow-esque with his production. <laughs> yeah. Not in that he was missing players or, you know, not in that his like, you know, it was trash until the fourth quarter. Right. In that his, his stats were just, they were paltry. Were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's Very what it was. So. Very much so. So, I mean, he gets credit for at least protecting Daniel Jones from himself mm-hmm. and allowing him to be successful and using him, I mean, kind of like Tebow. I mean, to be honest, with all the running, with all the design runs. Um, but Saquon, it's a di- it's different when you put the ball in Saquon's hand. <laughs> it is, right? right? Like, yeah. you put Saquon, split him out wide, you hit him on a slant, he's taking it 30 yards. Right. Or you give him, you know, you get you have a well designed run play and he's taking he's making a house call. Like and thankfully you get to play the Vikings whose defense is awful. And you get really? to and you and yeah, of course you look like, you know, a a a a franchise quarterback against that offense. They're trash. <laughs> their, their defense is awful. Right. Like I right. can't I can't even really slander the I can't really slander Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins did what Kirk now the fourth and eight throwing the ball three yards down the field. Okay, fantastic. But yeah, like, like I show, so shout out to Brian Dayball. But yeah, you signed yeah. Saquon one hundred out of one hundred times. I think you probably franchise Daniel Daniel Jones. If anything, yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it because I feel like Dayball has proven that he will get the most out of your quarterback, basically, right? And also mm-hmm. shout out him for being like for going to these like white dudes be like, hey, anybody ever called you an athlete? No, <laughs> I'm gonna call you. Up. We're gonna we get you doing some athletic stuff today. We're gonna get you doing some athletic stuff. All right, let's let's try this. Let's run some read options for you, buddy. All right, they'll never see it coming. <laughs> and uh, getting the most out of these, dude. he did it because he did it with Josh Allen. And I don't know, like he he makes some guys. He makes some guys stop having turnovers. He really does. I don't know how he does it, but he does. He makes it happen. Um, he did it with Josh because when he left Josh right back to being Josh, right? The turnover machine, gifted turnover machine, right? Uh, he got the most Man. out of Daniel Jones. So yeah, I think. Because their draft spot's not going to be high enough, and this isn't really a deep quarterback class. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you stand on the Will Levis thing. I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe in that. Um, I'm a CJ Stroud, Bryce Young dude. But even Bryce, I'm like, he's so small. He's so small, and he already gets Listen. slammed on his shoulder a lot. So, like, but yeah, not to get off topic too much. But yeah, um, I, they're not going to be high enough to get another get a quarterback. But I think if you get Barkley at a reasonable price, because obviously you can't just you can't you just can't pay running backs too much. Obviously, it's just not going to work anymore. Um. You get him at a reasonable price, you franchise Jones, you bring it back next year, and then you see where you can go from there. Because I do feel like – I think he got the most out of Jones, but Jones obviously has a ceiling, right? Like you said, he's he's just okay, right? You do have a ceiling there. But you don't have a better option out there unless you want to go get Derek Carr, which I don't think Derek Carr is necessarily a ceiling raiser for them. 
you know, um, and I like Derek mm-hmm. Carson Thomas is rating that ceiling in that division specifically. So I think, yeah, just franchise him bring him back. That's the only thing for the Giants, because yeah, they they got this two, it was two, it was two clear teams in the NFC East, and it was the Eagles and the Cowboys. That was the clear dominant forces of the division. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so on will leave us let me get closer to the camera draft him in the top five if you want to <laughs> take him indianapolis trade up to number two or number three and take him if you want to you're gonna be in, in three I'm gonna, I'm gonna run this back three years from now when you get fired G, I don't know if it's Chris Ballas still the GM or not. Yeah, I'm going to run his back. I'm going to be all up in this camera telling you, you start packing your bags right now. You drop that boy if you want to. Anyway, let me get not off it. of that. It, <laughs> not it. Not it. Not it. But but I agree. I agree. Although I'll say this about Daniel. I wish A. Ward is here, was here because A. Ward is – he is a Daniel Jones believer. He believes that mm-hmm. if you give him better rece- better receivers, maybe he could be the Jalen Hurts of next year. And that's they fair. can go. That's fair. You know, I don't necessarily think D Hop is that guy. Like, like it's not the equivalent of going and getting um, AJ, right? Like, it's not it's yeah. not the equivalent yeah. of that. But if you go and upgrade his wide receiver core, I think A War would tell you if he was here that Daniel Jones could be Ryan Tannehill. Like, I don't okay, think that's yeah. a bad – that's not a bad yeah, place to be because I think no. we've seen you can win with Ryan Tannehill. You can be successful with the Ryan Tannehill-like quarterback. So yeah. if he can get to that point, I think I think you got something. I think you got something there. And 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 with that, I'm not a big believer in Wink Martindale's defenses. But with the way that defense plays, I am a believer in Dexter Lawrence. Right. Um, and I forget the other young man, the other interior tackle. Uh, Thibodeau? Well, I forgot about Thibodeau. No. Oh, yeah. um, uh, who was the kid they got from USC? They contemplated trading oh, him, but oh, they oh. did not. Uh, what is his name? Oh, I What's can up? see his. Now I got to go look up. They, they, uh, oh man, it's not Dexter Lawrence. It's. Let's pull this up real quick. Yep, it's going to bug me till I see it too. <laughs> Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's tough. So I'm a believer, and I'm a believer in him. I'm a believer in Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, who showed all the all the concerns about him were unwarranted. Right. So with that defense, Julian Love, shout out Notre Dame, you know, uh, playing Pro Bowl safety level, um, they got something there on the on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, if you can upgrade, you know, from Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and the ghost of Kenny Galladay, um, you know, if you can what upgrade happened? from that. I just think injuries, man. Yeah, because yeah, he was true. he was nice in Detroit. He was nice in Detroit. Right. I think injuries just just yeah. took whatever took what was left of his ability. And I hate to see it because I I really like Kenny. Gattie, I did too. So. I did too. Yeah, but yeah, man. I yeah. So anything you want to say so we can jump to this uh, Dallas Cowboy uh, <laughs> Niners game because there's not a lot let's to say. To this. It's not. It's not. Yeah, let's get let's get this Dallas this Cowboys game. I can go to like nine twenty. By the way, I'm good to like nine twenty. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. I'm pretty sure at some point my dad and my uncle and my cousin who are Cowboy fans are going to see this. And so I say this with all due respect. With all due respect. I'm glad your team lost. Because one thing I was not going to be able to handle, if y'all would have won that game and they would have made it, the top on the timeline would have been nauseating. 
of look at y'all, y'all, y'all look at these, the Holland Dallas Cowboy haters, we still here, y'all gonna show up and watch us, 47 million people tuned in, because they love to see us, y'all love to see us try to lose, and, and go sit down in San Francisco, da 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 it would have been all of that rock rock. And I just ain't got the energy for it. I would have had to leave. I would have had to leave Facebook. Lord knows they ever win the championship. I might just delete my Facebook. I just, oh, I just yeah. holler y'all and see y'all when I see y'all. Yes. Yeah, um, but they should have won that game. <laughs> Even with all of that, they should have won that game. And Dak played like Jimmy Garoppolo, and that was a sentence oh, I did not think. I would say Ooh. about Dak Prescott in a game where he didn't, he needed to play like Brock. Like this is a, this is a crazy two sentences back to back. He played like Jimmy. He needed to play like Brock Purdy. <laughs> if he played like Brock Purdy, they win the game. Like that is a crazy That's thing insane. to say. Because from a guy who is, who is really good though. Like that's the thing. Like he's good. Right. I just don't know. Like what, what happened? What happened? So full disclosure, I picked Dallas to win the game. Mm. I picked Dallas to win the game because I and I was half right because I thought that the Niners offense has not seen a defense this good all season. For sure, since they've been on that win streak. They haven't seen a defense that good since they've been on that win streak. And the speed with which that defense was moving, especially up front with Odigazua, with Dex, uh, I'm gonna call him Dexter Lawrence. Uh, with Tank Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, yeah, Michael Parsons, Demarcus. I'm thinking, thank you, Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. Michael Parsons. My God, I do was a beat like he's everywhere. He was everywhere, and the fact that they lost that game with that defensive performance, I mean, it's on Dak. Um, and so I'll the floor is yours. Like your thoughts on on that game and how it unfolded. Yeah, so you know, and that's I had a lot invested in this game because one, I'm not on the people are like I want to beat my division rival in the playoffs. I don't want to play y'all because like the idea of having to deal with the week leading up to playing Dallas in the playoffs, I didn't want that in my life. I didn't want that stress. I'm a North Carolina basketball fan. <laughs> that whole Duke Final Four thing that week, I was like, I hated that week. Right, hated everything about that week. Hated the game up until we won. I'm like, nah, this, I don't like this. I don't like that stress. I don't like that stress in my life. So I was glad to see the Forty Nineers win. But yeah. With Dallas, yeah, you're like, right. I was stressed out too. I was stressed out. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, Dallas, I had to think about it. Like, was I stressed that week? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. yeah. So the Dallas thing, I'm like, okay, the defense is doing all you want them to do in the situation. Um, they're rattling, they're getting the Brock enough, um, moving them off the skill through. That's one of the most like just all pure talent. That offense is just talented everywhere, right? So it's like you get stops, you got to take every stop. Come, I'm watching that game. Like, yo, I'm loving this defensive battle. I really am because oh, it's yeah. just. Yeah. It's two great defense. It wasn't bad offense necessarily except for that. But it's like two really great defense going against each other. That's all it was. Um, but nah, man, I'm with you. I feel like Dak is really good. I've I've always respected Dak, begrudgingly, of course, but like I always respected Dak. It's like, no, this is what's up with you? Are you okay? Like, what's 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 going on here? I think part of it's on him, part of it's on play calling, because they just they're not they don't do you see how creative these offenses are these days? And then you see Dallas and it's like we just gonna run our stuff. Like, uh, all right, I guess, bro. I guess. So, I mean, the 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 loss of Pollard. I mean, that was that's the turning that, point. That hurt. Game. Yeah, that hurt. That's that the turn because he was now. Granted, the Niners' defense does not give up a lot on the ground. I don't think they still haven't given up over seventy yards rushing to a single back. I think. I Kenneth Walker might have gotten close in the in the division <laughs> round. 
but they haven't given up 70 yards. Like, I don't think it's either been all season or it's been like something like 15 yeah. games in a row. It's some crazy stat like that, right? Um, and so he was, but he was, I mean, Tony Pollard was earning money, right? Like he was making, he's going to be a free agent. I don't know if the, if the nine or Niners, if the Cowboys will franchise him or what they'll do to see if they can retain him, but they can't lose him because no. Zeke is, is done. It's over. Right. Like the, 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 the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's not there right. anymore. And I had a, a guy where it goes, they pay him so much money. He needs to be better. I'm like, when you watch it, I don't care. It don't matter what that yeah, dollar sign he, is behind He can't man. be better. He, he wants to be. <laughs> the, the only thing I think Zeke can do now for his career is you remember when Emmett went to the Cardinals mm-hmm. and he racked up like 20-some touchdowns basically just on one-yard runs? Yeah. Because yeah. he was just that's, – that's essentially all he did. Like, that's all Zeke is good for at this point. It's just with the goal line – we don't necessarily want to put Tony back there because we don't think he has a stature to, to handle going between the tackles like that. Hey, Z, right. come on. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah, once they lost him, it, I mean, and they tried to – they basically tried to use C- CD kind of like in a Tony Pollard type way with, you know, jet sweeps, um, bubble screens, and try to just use his explosiveness. But that was it. That was all they had. Right. Yeah. That was all they had. Yeah. And it – again, like, I feel for Dak, man. Like, I, I – Again, I, I hated it had to be them because I do, like I said, my family members are Cowboy fans, friends who are, um, are, are Cowboy fans. And I hated it had to be my team that eliminated them. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't think – yeah, I, I have nothing. It was Dak. It's all – It was. All your show. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Dak. I don't know if you need someone to put the game on their shoulders if he can be that guy for you. Right. Because that right. was clearly a, hey, guys, if we're going to win, especially once you lose Pollard, hey, hey boys, hop on my back. I'm, I'm, it's on me. I'm taking us to the, to the win. Right. And I just – he might be kind of like, uh, like Alex Smith plus. Yeah. Like a rich man's yeah. Alex Smith where, like, if everything around him is, is perfect, you, you got a great chance to win. But if it starts to break down – the odds are not great that he's going to be able to to, to take you and drag you uh, to that W, man. And hundred percent. And as a that was the game to do Cowboys, it. That was the game to do it. This, like, yo, go win it, bro. Listen, listen. I'll say this about Brock Purdy. Um, he was a seventh round pick for a reason. He is playing above that selection. I had a friend ask me during the game, like, "Do you miss Jimmy now?" And the answer was a resounding no. I don't miss Jimmy. Oh. I will never miss Jimmy. And the difference between <laughs> Brock and Jimmy is this. Last year when the Cowboys played the Niners in the playoff game, and again, my family members are bemoaning the fact that they're losing, they're going to lose, and I said, guys, 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 let me tell you something. As sure as I'm living and breathing, Jimmy going to throw you one. Right. He's going to do it at the worst moment, right. and he's going he gonna to bring y'all back in the game. The way y'all need Dak to carry y'all, Jimmy gonna carry you to an interception at the worst moment. And sure enough, he he throws a horrible pick. Cowboys got within, I don't know if it was three or seven at that point, because they had a big lead. Um, and yeah, that's what it was. Like, but Brock Purdy, now some of that is luck because Trayvon Diggs had an interception he should have picked. Yeah. Some of that is luck. But he does not make the big mistake. Now, does he kind of Walinda tightrope walk that when he's like pivoting, reverse pivoting and running back 30 yards where he got these <laughs> monsters chasing him. 
yeah, he he he's on the edge sometimes, but he does not make. He is yet to make that kind of like, oh my god, why would you do that? I've yet to say that while I've watched him play, and that has been the major difference, at least in the playoffs, between him and Jimmy. And why if they do make the Super Bowl, you absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, you don't start. Look, don't play him. Don't, Kyle. Yeah, I will I, find you. <laughs> Yo, I saw. Shanahan, I will find you, Kyle. I saw Shanahan saying that like Jimmy could be held by the Super Bowl. I'm like, who? Why would that matter? Why would that mean anything? So, only if Brock gets hurt. Right. Yeah. Like if Brock gets hurt, then yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great yeah, insurance policy to have. Right. Other because you know, for three quarters, for three quarters, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. And if yep. we could have been like Donald Trump and stopped the count after the third quarter, after they took that picture, after that interception, we would be Super Bowl champions. Right. But because football games are four quarters, he stunk up the joint in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes again. I guess the Monstars, you know, the ability that the that Jimmy had stolen from Patrick <laughs> was given back to Patrick, and they won the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So I. So where does where does Dallas go from from your standpoint? Do they fire Mike McCarthy? Um, Zeke is done, um, and yeah, poor Zeke right. having your final play with with that team getting knocked over by a linebacker as you snap the ball as if this was PB football. Um, <laughs> God bless. Thanks for the memories. Um, right. But do you do you, so? I know the hot name is Sean Payton. If you're Jerry Jones, you're 80. You're not getting any younger. Do you go and fire Mike McCarthy and go get Sean Payton? So I've been thinking about this, right? As an Eagles fan, I needed two things. I need the Cowboys to have enough success to where McCarthy wouldn't get fired because I just don't fear Mike McCarthy as a coach. Because I mean, you saw that game, and it's things he's gonna something's gonna happen with Mike somehow. Somehow something ridiculous is gonna happen, mm. and it's gonna it's gonna be funny. See, I I didn't I need them to be successful enough to not get him fired, but also not too successful <laughs> to where they really enjoy themselves. Oh, so a like, season like this season? Yeah, this this was perfect. This was a great tightrope. Um, but I was thinking today about the Sean Payton thing, and it's like, yo, outside of the 09 Super Bowl, Sean got a lot of playoffs things on his resume too. You know who who you tell, was, you tell no lies. Who was the coach when uh, the '79 uh, Marshawn Lynch earthquake run happened? That was, that was Sean, right? Like he's got a lot of these. That was too, Sean. But I, I do think he can raise your quarterback ceiling for sure, right? I mean, he was doing good work with Jameis. Uh, he's doing. He's obviously him and Breeze had great chemistry. Obviously, I think he can raise the floor of that roster for sure. But I don't know if a full house clean is going to get you anywhere because that roster is still going to be that roster. If that roster offensively is flawed, I don't know where you're going, right? I don't. I don't know how you're elevating past. Um, the 49ers who still are going to have everybody back next year, basically, somehow, because they, they got some sorcery with the cap over there <laughs> and their drafting ability. Um, I don't know you're elevating past them. I don't know. And y'all know you catch up to the AFC teams either. I don't know what the, I don't know what the ceiling on this team is, but the, but the problem is the window is right now. Trayvon Diggs, Michael Parsons are cheap right now. CD Lamb is, is still cheap. This is your championship. This is your window right here. So whatever move you make, you got to make sure it's the right move. It better be the right True. one. So if you're gonna clean house, clean house. But you better make bring the right people in, right? Like if you're gonna fire Kellen Moore, which um I'm, I'm I, I think Kellen Moore was. I mean, he was only a hot coach candidate in Dallas. That was it. That was the only team that was talking about making that coach. Remember that? It was like yeah, Dallas, yeah, Kellen Moore, yeah. keep him in house. Okay, can't go Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's mm. if Byron Leftwich got fired, he can go too. They got Byron Leftwich out here once bad season with a 40 year old quarterback. They're like, you gotta go. Like, man, <laughs> with Tom Brady watching behind, man, like, come on, dog. Like, that was wild, let me, right? Let me, uh, 
yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to derail this. I'm not gonna. We won't, but yeah, yeah. San we're, Francisco, we're on the same wavelength. Like, like San, San Francisco. They talk about man, San Francisco for who? For what? Absolutely not. San Francisco went and drafted Trey Lance because they wanted a quarterback who, when things broke down, could make something happen outside right. of structure. Right. The only thing, the only thing they should be kicking around Tom Brady's career is the Izzy dead kick. Like there, there is no reason, none whatsoever to go to go from immobile Jimmy Garoppolo to the statue of Tom Brady. No, because if the pocket breaks down, that man was terrified. Yes. Like, I'm going to give you one quick analogy and we can move on. Yeah. In my mid thirties, I play basketball. Basketball is my favorite thing to play. Mid-30s, my homie Marcus invites me. He works at, at an after-school program. He's like, yo, I want you to come hang out, play with some kids, you know, um, you know, and play, play, you know, basketball with them, just kind of hang out, be a good influence, whatever. So I go up there one day. I, I take off work early. I get off work early. Come up to the school, after school, come play with the kids. They had this kid about a sophomore in high school, left hand. He might as well have been James Harden because he is step back crossover blow by he take he taking me in the paint posting me up jump i can't do anything with him and i'm like you know what i think it's time i think it's time like you can't play you need to go pick on someone your own age carlos you can't play with these kids no more they too they they have they athletically they have surpassed you right tom brady was looking at the future in his face and it terrified him he was pulling a Jimmy Garoppolo, throwing passes while turning his shoulders and closing. His- no, bro. Yes. You don't get yourself hurt or somebody else hurt. It's done. Yeah. I'm sorry. We can continue. Yeah. We can get back. Yeah. We can get back. Yeah. To Apple. Yeah. So but it's like, over. Basically, with Dallas, it's pretty much just I think you can make some shuffles, but I don't think Clean House is going to get it done because I'm not as good as Coach Sean Payton is. I don't. I mean, it's a lot of playoff singles on a man's resume outside that Super Bowl, you know? It, it is like when you really look at it, it's a lot of that team was the one, two seed, didn't make it back, didn't get done. Right. Like, and you can say, yeah, the one year they had the pass interference thing that that's fair. That's fair. Um, but also it's like, I don't know. It's still a lot of, a lot of nothing on that resume, man. It is after that. Yeah. 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 That's he, he might be, he's in that candidate for what one title does for your reputation. Right. Like he's high on that list too, because you're right. There, there are a lot of stinkers on that, on that list. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, McCarthy, I don't really have any... to another funny playoff ending. I'm sorry. Keep my McCarthy leads to another hilarious playoff ending because, bruh, he's two for two in Dallas. I I really so on, on that right. So I have this thing. I have another theory that my friends think I'm crazy for, and I say that every team should hire a Madden game coordinator, someone who has played the Malcolm Gladwell approved ten thousand hours or more of Madden, high stakes for money, for prizes. Because they are used to making quick decisions on the fly, right? Because the clock is it's the clock is always moving, right? You don't have 60 minutes, you might have 25 based on how long you decide to play your game. Mm-hmm. And I say that because we watch coaches who matters week in and week out consistently blow end of game situations. So case in point, Mike McCarthy, right? That gets sacked on that third down. It's like 240, yeah. 250 left in the game. Yep. They run 30 seconds. So how is no one in McCarthy's <laughs> ear saying, hey, coach, if he if if this for whatever reason, sack, tackle inbounds, and we are not in a position to go for it on fourth down, punt team has to sprint 
out on this field, get set, and punt this ball as quickly as possible to preserve as much clock so that the 49ers are forced. So we we can, you know, extend the game, right? We can call timeouts before the two-minute warning. If we get a three and out, we get the ball back maybe a minute 50. Instead, they punt with like 215. Mm-hmm. Yep. Niners get the ball. It's 205. They run one play. They get the first down on the first play. Now two minute one. And it's just like, like it every, and it's sport. like every week. It didn't. And it you watch Jim Harbaugh in the ball game. I'm sorry. Wait, which what? Jim is the Michigan guy, right? Jim is Jim is the Michigan yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh in the ball game. Act like he was getting them timeouts, put put on his check and some type of bonus. <laughs> you watch his brother. Take notes and do the same thing and waste all that time in their game. You watch Mike McDaniel get like really 50 seconds to call a play. And I saw Dan Orlovsky try to shoot him some bells saying, oh, well, you know, it's calling a play is really, bro. It takes two seconds to say QB sneak. You see it's fourth and a foot. What are you, again. We've been calling plays all year, dog. Like. (laughs) And I sit here at in my house and I go, I can do this. Like I can listen right. for the for give me give me four years five hundred thousand dollars and I will sit in a booth and and I ain't gotta talk the whole game two minutes before two minutes for no I need no 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 the last five minutes of each half is where yep. I come into play hey coach right. this is what we got to be thinking about this is, because obviously somewhere their their brains are locking up because right. that right. and that last play I really want at some point once some time has passed. I would really love an oral history, a 5,000-word oral history on everyone involved going, what was going through your mind? (laughs) Mike, Kellen, when you called the play, tell me, what happened in practice? Hey, Fred Warner, what did you think when you saw Zeke bend over and and to hike the ball to the quarterback? And uh, and all these guys spread out all what was, like I really want to know what I, everyone was thinking because that it's crazy. I couldn't believe that the 49ers calls I'm out and you see D'Amico Ryan's and I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. I, I saw D'Amico like this ain't gonna work. Yeah, they're not coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like, they're not coming back out in that formation. Surely they're gonna try that again after a timeout. And they came back and said, No way. Yo, it was so crazy. I said, This is so absurd. I wanted to work. I was like, I want this to work. This is the absurdity because I need to know what the plan is here. That you're so confident you came back out with that because D'Amico clearly told them just me clearly said go hit everybody, just hit everybody, and they're like cool because <laughs> they they love to do that. The nine point nine defense loves that. They're like yeah we get to hit people. It's fun. <laughs> like them brothers went out there and called the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> yes. They thought that was gonna actually work in the end. Like that's what they like. Come on, dog. Come really, on. Dog. Yeah. But nah, that was yeah, that was great. Um, but who's the, who's the best in their football? Ezekiel Elliott or Jason Kelsey? Who would you say? <laughs> Hey, Zeke form was nice though. I, I mean, it I was. Came, I came back. The form, the form was nice. I shotgun was, snap hey. too. I told him, I said, "Hey, I just, I, I, Kelsey's messed up a shotgun snap or two here and there." Zeke didn't do it. Zeke one and up. Zeke one hundred percent on the shotgun snap. <laughs> oh, hey, I just, I just want, I just, yeah, just take me to practice when I say Zeke. Please. This is what we have to do. And I know Zeke went home, said, "Babe, you won't believe this song. Boy, they got us up here in practice, <laughs> like, like, cause you, you know, they went home and said that. Man, this is some foolishness." Really? What is, what is this? Yeah, like oh, if, oh. if I'm Zeke, if I'm Zeke, and this is my last play as a cowboy, we closing the door. I'm getting 45 seconds with Kellen Moore in the office. We're gonna close the door real quick. We're talk. <laughs> Come on, real quick. <laughs> quick, quick little minute. Hey, you quick run minute. Face. Yeah, I need, I need, That's I need a minute. With you. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. 
Yes. Man, so- y'all let us know what y'all think about that game, man. Where do the Cowboys go from here? Uh, yeah, is that the guy that can get them to the next level? Hit us up at Brands and Bars on Twitter, um, Facebook, you, uh, YouTube. You can jump in the comments of the video too. Uh, so let's get to this. This this is what we're here for, right? Like as soon as I I, did, I couldn't jump on, so I saw you after the game ended, and you had a space going. I did I couldn't jump in there yeah. because I was um, I was kind of busy. And you hit me up like, yo, like this is the perfect time, like to 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 jump yeah. and collab and do a show together. Niners, Eagles, the final game, which I hate that. Final right. game of the evening. Um what what's your confidence level going into this game? Right, let's just start there. If we go one to ten, one being I'm I'm losing my mind, ten being we got this. What what's your confidence level at? Um it's really at about five and a half honestly like this is such a toss-up because i mean you've seen me on timeline for weeks i've said for weeks i'm terrified of the 49ers please keep me away from the 49ers i don't want any problems with the 49ers i don't want that pro i don't want that smoke but now looking at it it's like you know what these are the two best teams in the conference so let's get it let's have fun like um i'm good either way right winning or losing i'm, be- I'm excited for this game i want to see how these teams match up i'm gonna see what the plans are for each other um but yeah confidence level is a five and a half and if I watch that Fred Warner clip of him chasing down CD Lamb one more time, it's going to be about a three, because that <laughs> I can't watch that clip enough. I can't. That is such like I didn't realize how impressive it was in real time. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I. And I heard um Olsen mention like, man, like this is a linebacker running stride for stride with the wide receiver, and it's just like. Okay, yeah, but is Meyer gonna make the field goal? Like, that, that, <laughs> that's, in the moment, yeah, you can't. You have time to celebrate. In the moment, it's like, yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mind is right, but yeah, watching the clip of that play and watching him run from the opposite hash all the way over to the other one, and then he's—I mean, honestly, if he had gotten his, he got his head around late, and he right. turned around, right. he might have had an opportunity to pick the pass. Yeah, like he was in such good position. And look, also shout out to Dak—he almost got it there. He like that—that that was. He did. That was, I think I retweeted and I said, that was great on great, right? CD was a beast in that game. Fred Warner, obviously an all-pro. And Dak made an incredible throw in a very tight window that almost got there. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that was a great play. But, yeah, man, like, after watching that after, I was like, wow. Like, that, he's on my team. Like, I got that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm legitimately excited for this matchup. I just think, like you said, two best. It's been the two best teams in the in the NFC pretty much since about week probably yeah. five, six. Because I don't know how long. Yesterday is what thirty three games in a row or whatever. The 49ers have won straight at this point. <laughs> like they just haven't lost in a minute. So it's like, okay, let's we're here yeah. now. So since the Chiefs game, yeah, since the Chiefs game, I was in the building for that game. By the way, I went to San Francisco. Oh, nice. That was a birthday present for myself. Me and the family went out there, and I was yeah. in the building and. Yeah, it got it got ugly. It got ugly in the second <laughs> half of that game. So, but yeah, have not. I think that's week six. Week six. So they're at yeah. twelve. I think they're twelve in a row. Thirteen. Thirteen in a row. I think they will if they win next this weekend and next it'd be fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited. I want to see how I want to see how our defense matches up with the 49ers offense for sure. Because Shanahan's going to be doing some smart stuff. I don't know if you know this about Eagles fans. We don't really. We're we're cheering. But I feel we like they're cheering for that man to get so that coaching good. job. See, it is good, right? Wow. But the thing is, it's very simple, right? It's not a lot of like the things the Bengals were doing 
with their players on defense, we don't we don't do a lot of that. It's a lot of this is our defense. This is what we're gonna run. Go be talented, right? It's not a lot of adjustments and changes in it, which is the thing that Eagles fans don't like. Which is why, hey, gotcha. hire Jonathan Gannon for your coaching job. We that's awesome. We <laughs> yeah yeah get Jonathan. Take take Jonathan Gannon. So yeah, we gotten this far with the coordinator. We don't really trust that much. <laughs> so okay. this and this is the type of coach that can exploit a coordinator that you don't believe in, right? Like Shanahan is the type of coach that'll be like, you know what? I, I got something. You don't worry about it. Brock Purdy, Titus, A1, whoever I got at quarterback, I got something for you, uh, Jonathan. <laughs> right. So it's it's curious and That's it's talent funny. on talent because the 49ers really can do what the commanders did to the Eagles on that Monday night game in terms of just keeping the football and just don't you don't get the ball today. Because they had the defense to actually do it. Granted, there were turnovers in that game, but the 49ers defense is top to bottom is better, right? So it's like, hey, you don't get the football. How about how about you don't get the football for a half? And it's like, okay, sorry. No, I'm just thinking about what you said about yeah. the defense being top to bottom better. Uh, I think they're even. Better than the command. I'm talking about the, the commander's defense. Oh, commanders. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. My fault. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I yes. think they're top to bottom better than the commander's defense. And the commander's defense had the Eagles looking pitiful for a half. And it was just nasty work out there for that first half of that game. Um, so I think they can follow that blueprint because you got Christian McCaffrey and Debo, who's this what they're just whatever, they're just mutants. They just play whatever position you want to play. Receiver, running back. Sure, we do what we want because we're that, you know. So I think they they have the style that could compete. It's just can the Eagles defense create enough chaos for Brock Purdy to create enough plays, mm. create enough moments to to get balls. Cause the thing and the, the offensive matchup is Jalen Hurts versus Fred Warner. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. If they run head up on each other, the stadium might collapse on some like Dark Knight Rises type stuff, by the way. <laughs> uh, I don't need that. <laughs> Man, them linebackers be running out there like with reckless. Of, and sometimes like uh, Dre Greenlaw, like, like I feel like at least – a couple of times a game, someone proud of the silent has to tell him, "Hey, bro, like you gotta, you gotta chill. You gotta just relax, just a little, <laughs> yeah. dial back just a little right, bit, right. you know, um, because he he good, he's good for an unnecessary roughness penalty, right? At least one, right? Of them. Right. Um, but yeah, that and I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I think it's gonna be a good game um, for sure, for sure. I think. I mean, I think you're right. Like, I think it comes down to. To me, can the Niners stop their their ground attack? Their ground attack mm-hmm. is so good. Um, you know, I'm a little salty because I drafted Miles Sanders every year since his rookie year, mm. and it's mm. always been disappointing. And one year, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm good on Miles Sanders. Yeah, I don't want him. I don't want him on my squad this year. It's the year that he actually, you know, shows up, right. shows out. You know, obviously getting AJ Brown. Um, at, at the receiver, it transformed the offense. Um, it turned Jalen into an MVP candidate because he was throwing to people who looked like you and me last yeah. year, and it did yeah. not go well. Um, <laughs> and I, man, I just, I think, again, I think I have the same feeling about this game that I have about the Cowboys game that Brock Purdy is going to be slowed down just enough and that the offense and that the defense is going to give up just enough plays to the Eagles offense. Because here's the thing about as good as the Niners are, they do struggle with quarterbacks who can, um, oh, what am I looking at? What am I thinking about? They struggle with quarterbacks who can, who are mobile. Yeah. They had, they struggle with Jared Stidham. Um, they struggle mm-hmm. with Jared Stidham. 
They struggled with Dak was able to have some success running the ball. And so if you can move around on them, is you can you can beat them, especially because they play so so much man to man. And when you get those linebackers back turned, they need to spy. They need to make sure they yeah. spy Jalen a lot. I'm not gonna um, I would I would just put Fred in the spy all game. And just let's see what happens until I don't have to. I feel like because he just he just ran with CD Lamb. I don't know, like yeah, I'm just this. I'm, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing spy spy Fred all game on Jalen. We'll see what happens. And low key, man, like Nick Bosa, um, yeah. he has gotten sacks, or he has not gotten a sack in the playoffs. I'm sorry, he's not gotten a sack in the playoffs. He's gotten a lot of pressures. Mm-hmm. I need for him to be defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. I need he right. he's got to get at least one, maybe two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, my confidence level is like a three. I'm a sports pessimist. I always expect the worst. <laughs> I understand. So that understand. way, if my team, you know, yeah, right. Um. So with that being said, I assume let's get to the picks here. I assume you are taking Philly. So I I ducked picking on my own show. Um. On not the experts. Levi picked the Eagles for me. Um. So, <laughs> but here I think I am gonna pick the Eagles because. But this is gonna be just it's gonna be trenches. This is gonna be them old school like it's battle in the trenches. Because the Eagles offensive line versus the 49ers defensive line versus the Eagles defensive line versus everything the 49ers do on offense, which is just whatever they feel like at different points, whatever Kyle Shanahan decides. Um, I'm leaning the Eagles, but I think they need at least 20, 23 points to win. And that's like a lot of points to score on the 49ers. That's so many points. That's a lot of points. It is, Every point it is. feels I mean, like a victory against San Francisco. <laughs> like, watching them play, I'm legit like, bro, I'm going to be excited. Every time we get five positive yards, I'm going to be excited. Like, y'all, five yards. Because <laughs> I really just I really just think their defense matches up with what we want to do offensively in the returns of the run game. And the run game sets up the mm-hmm. pass game, right? I think the cornerback position might be the 49ers' weakest position, but it's like, how you going to get to a pass? How, how you going to get to that? How, how you plan on getting there? Huh? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I and do who, think... Hafunga, seat- he's out there. Always running around. He has played a lot better. He had a stretch. He had a rough stretch at the end of the season, but he in the playoffs he's been really good. Now I will say this: the Raiders showed the blueprint on how you attack that defense. Mm-hmm. You basically have the linebackers have them move side to side, right? So they use a lot of jet sweep uh, motions, like players going in motion at the snap. That you had to honor the fact that they might get the ball on the jet sweep. Yeah. And then it opened up the middle of the field and windows behind them because they weren't allowed to get depth in the passing windows. So that concerns me. Um, AJ Brown is a monster. Um, although look, I shout out to, to Traverius Ward. He was very successful. At least the last time he faced D- DK got was eat, was eating his lunch uh, yeah. in the playoff game. DK was, was, was yeah. doing his numbers, but he's been successful against more physical uh, wide receivers, but Devonte Smith is, is he's nice. That's a great right. number two to have. Dallas Goddard, right? I mean, like, so, you know, as much as we talk about the weapons of the, the Niners, the Eagles, conversely, also have a lot of really good weapons uh, that the, that is going to be, I mean, for the, the for the Niners defense, it's going to be their biggest challenge since the Chiefs game. Yeah. Um, maybe the Eagles game. I'm not Eagles game. Maybe the Dolphins game because they had Tyreek and Waddle. Uh, but at least since that game where there's just a lot you have to account for. So, Right. Can the front four get pressure without blitzing, without doing a lot of blitzing that allows those linebackers to wreak havoc on the back end? Like, like you said, it's going to be big. 
Um, like I said, I have not picked the Niners to win a game yet. <laughs> at some point, Brock Purdy is going to have at least, you know, three quarters of a bad game. He's, he's had a bad half. He has not had a bad four quarters. And I just think at some point, some defense is going to show him levels. Um, I think yeah. the Eagles lead the lead in sacks with 70. Yes, yes. And so if they struggle to run the ball, which they did in the first half against the Cowboys, it's going to be a big problem because yeah. Hassan Reddick and those guys are coming. Um, yeah. Brandon Graham. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're coming. So I don't know for you, but for me, it feels, this feels like a game where whichever one of our teams has lead in the fourth quarter, it's like, okay, the defense is going to handle the rest of this, right? Because I feel like if the, if we're down in the fourth and I see uh, Greenlaw and Warner on the field, I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> you got to go get it somehow. I think that – oh, what's his name? I'm just blanked on his name. I think Jalen has shown enough poise to where I would trust him yeah. if it's fourth quarter, three minutes left, and they need a, a, to tie the game, right? Yeah. I, I would trust him. Brock Brock has been in that situation once. He did he did what he needed to do against the Raiders. He got him in field goal range. Uh, Robbie Gold missed the kick. Yeah. Um, so he's done it once, but this is a different situation, right? And so, yeah. again, it's just can he avoid the big mistake? Like I said, he's been incredibly lucky. He's avoided those mistakes. Can he continue right. to avoid those mistakes? And can he execute Shanahan's offense one more week to get to the Super Bowl, man? Yeah. I'm hoping that my pick is wrong. Um, but the Eagles have been the best team in the league for a reason, man. Like, yeah, and I, there's a, been a lot made about who they played and how, who they haven't played, and you play who's in front of you. And right. they, and right. the thing that I'll say about them is that they have mostly dominated bad football teams. Yeah. Where you, you can't say that for everybody. The Chiefs haven't always done that. The Bills haven't always done that. The Bengals haven't always done that. The Eagles have consistently done that this year. So that was my. We'll see what happens, thing. man. That was honestly my biggest thing coming in yeah. this year because I was talking to my friends. They're like, are you confident? I said, the thing is, the schedule's not great, but great teams beat bad teams like that. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You don't play around. You get them out of here, right? So that's – you playing who's in front of you, yeah, and you're handling them. Good, good. Um, So I got one more question for you before we get out of here. Who do you want to yep. see in the Super Bowl if y'all win? Who do you, you want to – who would you like – who would you rather play? <laughs> Probably the Bengals because I yeah. can't handle – the Chiefs beating the Niners again because when they beat them this last the, in 2019, for one year, I got sent memes. That the Jordan crying meme of when they yeah. celebrated the touchdown or the interception, I'm sorry, in the yeah. fourth quarter, a year straight. I'm, I'm having a sports debate with my friends. I'm winning, as I often do. And they can't <laughs> beat me. Niners crying Jordan meme shows up. That was their go. That was their breaking case of emergency. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm slapping them around in the sports debate, crying Jordan Mean. <laughs> they go for the low hanging for no reason. For no reason. Hey, good morning, crying Jordan Mean. Wow. So, I would rather face the Bengals. Understood. Just to give, just so I don't have to. I don't know any Cincinnati Bengals fans. They're not gonna my send cousins. me no Jordan, no crying Jordan memes. <laughs> so my cousin is a Cincinnati Bengals fan. What up, Sean? He's a Bengals fan. So I'll be happy for him. He's like been a Bengals fan his whole life. So he had a rule where he was never going to buy a jersey until a quarterback won a playoff game for them. So bro won a playoff oh, game, he went to buy the jersey the next day. It's like, yeah, get the jersey now because you want a playoff game. <laughs> so I'll be happy that's for him if we play them for one. It'll be a fun watch. Two, let me just – I don't know. You know the Chiefs and Eagles played last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Let me read to you this uh, play, the, the Chiefs play-by-play, all right? 
touchdown, 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 interception, <laughs> touchdown, touchdown, <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> I nah, I don't want that. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Bro. I'm good. Mahomes went 24 for 30, that. 24 for 30, 278 yards, five touchdowns, one pick, sacked one time. I'm good on ever playing him again in my life. I forgot about that. And and in the and in Kansas City, that game was kind of poo-poo because the defense was not playing well. So yeah. like it they had they struggled with, with stopping Jalen and getting him down. And the game was like it was a game for about a half, right? It was right, a game for right. sure for about a half. And then the third, and then they they kind of hit the the Nas yeah. in the in the third and the fourth quarter. So right. I can yeah. Man, Mahomes is the boogie, man, bro. Like he is, just bro. the game's never over. It's just no, no, yeah, no. yeah. It wasn't until yeah. like three minutes left in that Super Bowl. I was like, dang, they're really not coming back, huh? Against the Bucks. I was like, dang, they're really not gonna come back. All right. And it's not like he wasn't hitting them with passes. He was incredible in that game. He was amazing it's not like in that he loss, bro. He was putting the ball on, on them and they just weren't catching it. Yeah. Yeah. He ran in three circles and hit Tyreek Hill in the face with the football. The when he does the John Wick, when the, the Neo <laughs> from the Matrix, where he's parallel to the ground and he throws the ball. And it yes. hits, I think it was Daryl Williams in the face. Yes. It hit him in the face. Yeah. Like he threw that parallel, like it's the greatest pass ever. And it, it wasn't is. even complete because who? I've never. Listen, man. It, Burrow is great. Allen is great. Herbert is great. Lamar is great. Jalen is great. Brady's great. Bre- he, they're not Mahomes. We can, let's just, we can just end it on that note. And then. Right. Yeah. Here's A Ward in the comments at the end. Up, You're not sorry. You're not sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry. <laughs> Yo, man, but that's that's been our show, man. Um, hit us up in the comments. Let us know who y'all got for this this NFL championship weekend. Um, hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook and Twitter, IG as well. Titus, I want to thank you for stopping by for, for sharing bro. your Appreciate time you with us. Um, I would love to be on Not the Experts. Let just let oh, me know. Yeah. I'll make I'll be there time time and place and I'm there, man. I would love to be there with you guys. If you guys record, you know, live stream or anything like that. Um, yeah. I love to join in. Um, he is Titus from LTBR. You guys is it let is it LTBR.com or let's talk battlerap.com? Let's talk battlerap.com. Let's talk battlerap.com. He's got an article up, went up this week about murder mook, five potential opponents. Um, all interesting names, go check that out. Also, Franz dropped a new article today about Mac Myron signing a two-year deal with the URL. Um, I know the, st- the some of the staff will be in the building for uh, the I'm outside event. Forgive me, I don't know the name. The yeah, name uh, of the outside, the, yeah, the outside, yeah, outside. URL's outside yes. event going down this weekend. Some of the staff will be out out for that to give you guys recaps of what happened there. Um, the PKChronicles.com, not the experts. You can find that anywhere that uh, podcasts are, are available. Right. Yep, anywhere. Yep, yep. Follow us on uh, IG at NTE Podcast, TikTok, NTE Podcast, all of the, all the socials, NTE Podcast. You'll find us. Yeah, Yo, man. Appreciate so, you, so. man. Yes, sir. Man, until next time, it's been a black and white thing. Also, I am awordmerch.com. You guys take it easy. Enjoy this weekend's games, and we'll talk to you next week. It's okay to not be okay. Shout out to the homie Ward, man, and love stuff. Y'all have a good evening.